Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and I am excited to be here today. I believe God has a good word for you, and I just pray the Lord minister to you and that your will would be done, oh God, today, and you would draw the right people to the broadcast. Got my friend Dawn Kennedy. She's the one making all the noise over there. <laughs> Thanks. I can't help. It's a stool. Yeah. She's uh, my friend, and she's the administrator for our office and just does everything that's needed that uh, I cannot ever figure out how to do. And she's such a blessing. We have Mr. Harley Ballou in the house today. Hi. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Uh, he's kind enough to let me come in here week after week. I, I'm, I'm just thinking, is he going to kick me out at some point? He has not done it. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> are, you? Are, are you, like, thinking about it, though? I saw no. a little hesitation there. No, we're happier here. We're very happy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm happy I'm here. Well, you know, I like to start off with a little something funny. And I Now, I tried these jokes out on my husband last night. Chirp, chirp, <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. But... I have a, my own unique brand of humor, and the the stupider it is, the funnier it is to me. So I, I just have to share it, okay? A man was driving to work when a truck ran a stop sign, hit his car broadside, and knocked him cold. Passerbys pulled him from the wreck and revived him. He began a terrific struggle and had to be tranquilized by the medics. Later, when he was calm, they asked him why he struggled so. He said... I remember the impact, then nothing. I woke up on the concrete slab in front of a huge flashing shell sign, and somebody was standing in front of the S. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you don't have to give me a courtesy laugh. I can laugh enough for, both, for all of us. <laughs> you made me think of one. Okay, go ahead. Why did the turtle cross the road? I have no idea. To get to the shell station. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly that's my kind of humor harley <laughs> okay. okay the cowboy lay sprawled across three entire seats in the posh amarilla theater when the usher came by and noticed this he whispered to the cowboy sorry sir but you're only allowed one seat the cowboy groaned but didn't budge the usher, the usher became more impatient sir if you don't get up from there i'm going to have to call the manager the cowboy just groaned the usher marched briskly back up the aisle. In a moment, he returned with the manager. Together, the two of them tried repeatedly to move the cowboy, but no success. Finally, they summoned the police. The cops surveyed the situation briefly, then asked, All right, buddy, what's your name? Sam, the cowboy moaned. Where are you from, Sam? With pain in his voice, Sam whispered, The balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Sam couldn't move, Okay, I'm just making myself happy if no one else. <laughs> <laughs> you could always tell your boo story, too. Yeah, yeah, well, I could do that, too. But, you know, we re then they would really know that I'm kind of crazy. <laughs> the story goes that a certain court jester went too far one day and insulted his king. The king became so infuriated that he sentenced the jester to be executed. His court prayed upon the king to have mercy for this man who had served him well for so many years. After a time, the king relented only enough to give the jester his choice choice as how he would like to die true to form the gesture replied if it's all the same to you my lord i'd like to die of old age <laughs> 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 well <clears throat> true story this morning i mean i literally just blew in here in time for us to start because i had a fiasco at the house 
I'm all I'm all dressed, you know, and, and all of a sudden I realize that uh, I have stains all down me. I don't know how that happened. So, of course, I have to redress, which means jewelry, you know, which, which means shoes. Everything has to be redone. So I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to get here because I, I don't want Harley to have to wait on me. I'm hurrying. Then I knocked over a gigantic glass of ice water I had just made. Ice <laughs> water is everywhere. I'm putting towels down, soaking it up, trying to finish my hair. But I am here, and I am glad to be here with y'all. Today, we're going to talk about mercy. Anybody ever had mercy shown to you? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Many, 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 many times. <laughs> every day, every, every day. way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mercy. It is amazing. God's mercy is amazing. And you know the thing about it is we don't deserve it. We don't even always realize it. No, that's true. Sometimes we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but every day we get that mercy. So thankful. I'm so thankful the mercy that I have been shown every single day of Me my too. life. Even oh my when goodness. I don't even ask for it, I'm still receiving mercy. Because mm-hmm. he's a merciful God. His mercies are new every morning. He's actually looking at us with mercy. Yes, praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Instead of judgment, mm-hmm. instead you, of Jesus. anger. We know in our flesh that we deserve mercy, but I mean judgment, but he yeah. instead gives us mercy. Yes, and he that's does. so wonderful. Yes, he does. Well, I hope you guys have your Bible because I'm a Bible girl. I am a Bible girl. I love the word. I love to teach it. When I go somewhere to minister in person, I usually have like three Bibles sprawled out. I can't do the iPad thing. It just doesn't work for me. I have to have the actual book in front of me and uh, see it. But in uh, Matthew nine thirteen, it says, but go, this is Jesus, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He says, I desire mercy. Sometimes we think that we earn something from God when we sacrifice, you know, sacrificially give an offering or give our time or help someone. But he says, don't do it as a sacrifice to be righteous. He says, I desire that you show mercy. He shows us mercy, and so we need to show others mercy. I guarantee you, everybody uh, that will be listening to this broadcast and you guys on Facebook, I guarantee you there's somebody in your life that is a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) That challenges you, and you have to show mercy. It may be in your own house. We won't talk about that, but um, could be. And you show that mercy to them because God's shown you mercy. Even just this week, the Lord showed me about patience, too, that part of mercy is patience. And so I've needed lots of opportunities from the Lord uh, to get things right or do things the way he would actually have me do them. And I need to give that same mercy to other people, even the ones closest to me when they're not behaving the way I want them to or coming along as fast as you want them to or whatever it is. I need to have that same mercy and grace and patience for them. Amen. You know, Jesus was with the tax collector, Matthew, and um, they were all sitting around, and he said, follow me. And there were sinners and, uh, that they called sinners, tax collectors, and sinners were all gathered around Jesus. You know, I love that. that and even little kids, they were all, you know what they were drawn to? His love and his mm-hmm. mercy. Not it wasn't the judge judgment judging them. It was love and mercy. Right. It wasn't his fame. <laughs> no, no, right. And so, 
his, the Pharisees saw it and they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? As, I mean, apparently they didn't know what they were. Uh, when Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> when, when there's, someone, there's no one so deceived as he who deceives himself. When Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of physician, but those who are sick. So if, you're, if you are sick in body or you're, you're sick in your, your life is just ill, and, and I mean that, and that you are not well and whole in every area of your life. Jesus said, that's who I came for. He came for me. That was me. Yes, Jesus. He Thank came you, for me. He had me on his mind. He came for me in my mess, in the mess that I was growing up in, in the mess I created my own self at times. He came for me. And he says, those who are well have no need of a physician. This is Matthew 9, uh, verse 12. But those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. I, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. I love that even if I was the only one, mm-hmm. he would have still come. Yeah. Because he desired it for me. Yeah. And see, and, and another thing is that the Lord is quite capable and wants to give you mercy to show to someone else. Mm-hmm. If those around you, especially the ones that know that you're a Christian, <clears throat> know that you follow the Lord, and they don't yet, and if you do not show them mercy, you are representing God. And in their mind, then, they relate it and attribute it to the Father. They attribute it to God. So how we as Christians treat others, those that are not Christians and know that we are, they're going to say, well, that's the way God is. And sometimes I have to go, oh, I don't want them to think God is that way. What I just said, how I just acted, that was not, that was not the character and nature of God. But yet he shows me mercy again. But he, he wants us to be the ones that's giving away mercy to other people. And I want to share something uh, <clears throat> out of Luke 10, 25. Very familiar. I, went, I had the honor of being a guest speaker at one of the Christian schools in town <clears throat> a few weeks ago. And it was the teenagers. And they were, but they were like from seventh grade all the way up to seniors. And uh, I said, they were kind of intimidating, too, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, help me. You know, they're looking at you like, what are you going to say? What have you got to say to me? And, go ahead. Uh, make my go day. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that makes the difference. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes the connection. <clears throat> and I thought, I think I'd rather be doing my TV program right now than <laughs> it's a little easier. <laughs> but they were real sweet. <clears throat> but I brought out the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm just going to read it to you guys. And would you read it with open ears? I mean, like you've never heard it before. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, him being Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? I can just see them just popping their head. And who is my neighbor? And Jesus, but excuse me, but he wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, and here goes, here's the parable. I understand a parable means it didn't actually happen, but it, it illustrates a a biblical principle 
a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest came down that road. I'm trying to change this button here. A priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of it. On the next day, when he departed, he took two out took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of the, these three do you think your neighbor was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. So I want us just to kind of unpack this and, and, you know, go down this and take our time. Because I think that the Lord wants to speak something fresh to us, uh, and it, it applies to even the United States of America, where we're at right now. So there are lots of characters, Don, in this, Bible, in this parable. There's different actors, and, and when I presented it to the kids, I talked about it being like a drama. Just think of it being a drama and a play. So you have Jesus, you have the lawyer, you have the, uh, the Jewish man who was beaten up on the road. You have the priest. You have the Levite. Uh, and you have uh, the innkeeper. And, of course, you have the Good Samaritan. So there's a lot of people in this. And, and I, one of the things I asked the kid now as we go, kids, was as we look, go along here, where do you find yourself? Which one do you think you are more like? in this story so think about that as we're going along so there was a certain lawyer okay a and meaning he under he was into law the pharisees and the sadducees and the priests levites all of them they observed hundreds if not thousands of little bitty laws everything was about the law so he's trying to trip Jesus up, ha ha, like that's going to happen. But he's trying. But he so, also saw himself as elite. Yeah, and like upper class, upper mm-hmm. upper crust. He didn't have to worry about what was down here. Right, and down he lower. was full of himself, and right. he was he he knew the law. Mm-hmm. And you know, back then, Jesus Jesus was not accepted by most of the people, and especially the Jewish people. You know, the the Levites and the priests. He was doing something radical, totally out of the box. He came as a little baby in a, sta- in a stable, and he, a carpenter's son, born to a virgin. And this, they were looking for a big, strong king to come, overthrow the Romans, sit on the throne, to reign and rule, and to save the nation. That's the way they were looking. And because Jesus did not come, if they really knew the law, if they really understood the word, they would understood and have understood he had fulfilled every single prophecy about himself. If they had really read it, they would know everything about him was fulfilling what the word mm-hmm. said about him. But oh no, because they had a set a mindset of how their salvation would come, what he would look like, what he would sound like. Mm-hmm. They refused him. They refused him. 
for the, I mean, for the vast majority. There was very few of the priests and Levites that, that recognized him as the Messiah and the Savior. <clears throat> That's why they crucified him. So this man, I, I can see it. I mean, can you not picture it? I see him taking on the law without taking on his nature. That's a good word right there. That's mm-hmm. good. Taking on the law without taking on his nature. Getting all the rules, all the mm-hmm. regulations. I mean, obviously being a Christian means we have to do certain things, not so much by the law, but that we have to take on his nature and become who he was and who or who he is and be just like him. And so, yes, there are things that that means sometimes we lay certain things down. We don't participate. We don't act like... Uh, everybody else does we have to come higher in some areas and that does make us in a, in a way have to obey some laws and commandments mm-hmm. and different things but not so much that we can't be love mm-hmm. or mercy right <laughs> and you do that by grace right you follow the rules and the laws by grace it mm-hmm. isn't it isn't from your own will and strength or your own self-righteousness or your own works it's the grace of god that enables you to say no to sin Mm-hmm. to break off those patterns and to humble yourself and say, Lord, I need help. I cannot live this holy life by myself. I cannot do these things in my own strength and ability. I fail every time. But by your mercy and by your grace, I'm able to. And this is what uh, I believe Jesus was trying to get this, this lawyer to realize. So this lawyer, his intent was, I'm going to break him down. I'm going to show Jesus up because I know all these laws and rules and regulations. I am a Jewish man. I am a lawyer. I am one that has studied the scriptures. And so I am going to come up against him, and I'm going to show who really knows what they're talking about. So he asked him, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That's, and I read this in one of the commentaries. Inherit eternal life? It's not passed down to you in generations. He should have asked, what shall I do to merit? What shall I do to have eternal right. life? Mm-hmm. And which would be to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as mm-hmm. a Savior and Messiah, personal, your personal Savior and Lord. But he, what shall I do to inherit it? You don't, just because your mama or your daddy or your grandma was a Christian, that doesn't mean that you are. It has to be a personal relationship with the Lord. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Even if you just go to church, but you haven't actually asked Jesus to be your Savior, you don't automatically inherit it. Right, right, exactly. You have to make an act, a a choice. Yes, it is a free will choice. Mm -hmm. It is not something that is uh, pushed upon you or Mm -hmm. that you're made to do. He wants to show you mercy, and he wants to show you his goodness. And so he draws you with that, but then it's your choice to say yes or no to it. And so this, this lawyer, he's wanting to know what, what rule, basically what rule, and, and what, what do I have to do? How am I going to get this eternal life? He's wanting to see if Jesus really knows the scriptures. And he said, well, what is it written in your law? How do you read it? What is your reading of it? And that's a good word right there. That's, that's a, something to think about. How do you read the word? Do you read it all Yes, there are laws. Yes, there are things we're to follow. Uh, there, are, there are things that are laws for our good, and we need to follow those. But do you read it as a law book or a grace book? Do you read it with that it's love or it's judgment? Now, if you do not know the Lord, there is going to be judgment. in the. There will be. I'm not going to lie about that. We have to all 
You know, we all stand before the Lord. We all have to have that personal relationship. But he has given this word, which is actually Jesus himself. Jesus is the word. He is giving us that so that we can uh, stand before him in grace and mercy. But how do you read the word? So I used to read the word, and every time it was like, oh, dear Jesus, I got, I got to re- that's another thing I need to repent of. Oh, dear Jesus, there's right, another. Judgment, oh, yeah. condemnation mm-hmm. and guilt and shame. I mean, I was trying to keep it all and do it all right, and about the time I'd get it all figured out and set up and, and in line, I'd forget what was first, what was second, mm-hmm. what was third, you know. Mm-hmm. Who's on first, who's on second, who's on third? I didn't know because I was trying to do it myself. Right. And we have to have that relationship with him and that time reading his word and praying about it and thinking on it to understand what he's truly trying to do in us. And instead him going, but baby, I've got a better way. Right. But honey, I Mm -hmm. love you Mm -hmm. so much. I don't want you to do that because it's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring you up out of that if you'll let me. Come on. Mm -hmm. And he just wants us to get on board with him and, and not look at him like the the ogre but right. the but the the lover of our soul yeah <laughs> that's so true it's that re- relationship makes the difference right a right relationship with the lord then you see him differently in the word when you experience mercy and grace it begins to change your understanding and renew your mind change your understanding of the word so that you read it as such you read it as a love letter mm-hmm. you know the whole book the entire book can be summed up in four words. The entire book, Genesis to Revelations, love God, love people. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. I mean, there it is. It's everything is built into that. Every, every verse. I also think it just says, I love you. Yes, exactly. That's so true. I love you. Mm-hmm. And I want to have fellowship and relationship with you. And so he asked him, what is your reading of this? And he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God. With all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength and all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So he's, in other words, everything about you. If you give everything, if you love God with all of your strength, your physical strength, with all of your heart, uh, with your soul, the seat of your emotions and your appetites, your mind, your will, your emotions, your desires, if you love him with all of that, there's where, that's life. That's where life comes in. And you might, here's what I've had to do. I've had to say several times in my Lord, I'm not loving you with all of my strength. I'm not loving you with all my appetites and desires and my emotions, my will. So please help me. I want to do that. I choose to do it. Mm-hmm. I choose to love you with all of that. And he will actually cut off those strings, those, those chains that are binding you from doing that. He will break you loose from it. Uh, and he will give you the power because sometimes our heart is divided. We have a divided heart sometimes. And when you have a divided heart, it's hard to love him with your whole mind, body, strength, your soul, your mind, your real emotions, everything about you. But he will set you free. And sometimes you just need to own up and just say, you know what, God, I'm really not doing that. And I need to, to change that. Please help me. My goodness, we won't, Dawn, we've only got to um, three verses. And only a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm a thinking. I'm a thinking on this second portion. We're going to have to to move on. Uh, I don't know who keeps doing all this talking. I mean, do we? <laughs> it's not me. Certainly not me. <laughs> 
But you know, I hey, you guys need to you need to stay tuned because we'll be right back, and uh, I want you to stay tuned because I do believe that this is a message for today, and it's the message for America, and I'm going to get down to that in a few minutes. Uh, by the way, I want you to call our prayer line. We have a a toll free prayer line. It's eight six six two four one zero five seven nine eight six six two four one zero five seven nine and we have trained prayer ministers to pray with you and to minister to you and send you some encouraging scriptures also so i want you to call that i want i invite you to go to my website at luada.org l-o-u-a-d-a.org L-O-U-A-D-A dot org. And there's lots of resources, and, and you can watch my previous uh, TV shows that uh, we've also put on our YouTube channel that's connected with my website. So please go to that. We cover a lot of things, and uh, we've been getting so many wonderful, amazing testimonies. Glory to God about what he's doing through that. So I just want you to go and watch those things and listen to the podcast. And I believe that God will minister to you. I'm so glad you've joined me today on the Be Free program. I am your host, Lureta Roshke. And we are at KERV AM 1230, Kerrville's original station. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. <music> 